What the hell? It's good to be back. Are they recovering? Slowly, but yes. Uh, yes. Are they recovering? What are they recovering from? And why do we hear the hisses? And what are the hisses? I think it's a hypo spray. I do. You're with Will on Substack Sci-Fi Guy, and we're talking medical technology. We're talking Dr. McCoy, Dr. Crusher, Julian Bashir, right? Dr. Bashir, the Hollow Doc, Dr. Flox. We're talking hyposprays, yes. Hypospray. One of, probably one of the few that I can think of, well, maybe the communicator, um, one of the few technological miracles, trek, trechnology. I love that word, right? Not technology, it's trechnology. So the hyperspray is one of the few real world devices that Star Trek has employed, has utilized over the years to great effect, to great dramatic effect. Let's name one right off the uh, the bat here. City on the Edge of Forever, right? If Dr. McCoy hadn't stumbled on the Guardian of Forever's uh, time, uh, temporal, uh, temporal disturbances, waves of temporal energy, after uh, helping Sulu on the bridge, he wouldn't have gone temporarily insane and put into motion all the... Uh, the wacky time elements, which Kirk and Spock had to uh, fix, going through the Guardian Forever. So there you go. There's one episode. There's one classic episode. Many times, often voted the number one original series episode of all time. In fact, voted number one of almost all Star Trek episodes is "City on the Edge of Forever," which utilizes the hypo spray. Without it, there would be no. Edith Keeler, <laughs> or the you know the time wackiness. So, the hypersprite is important, but what exactly is it? We know it delivers drugs, healing potions, healing bombs, so to speak. Right, physician, heal thyself with a hypersprite. You can. This comes right, of course, from the official wiki, as usual. A hypospray is a fictional version of a jet injector. Sometimes it is used as a verb to sort of hypospray, right? To use a hypospray on someone or something. The concept of the hypospray was developed when producers on the original Star Trek series discovered that NBC's broadcast standards and practices prohibited the use of hypodermic syringes to inject medications. The needleless, needleless, I love that. The needleless hypospray sidestepped the issue. The prop used in the original series appeared to be a modified fuel injector for a large automotive diesel engine, similar to the engines which jet injectors were derived from. So the, here you have um, Gene Roddenberry's creating Star Trek, realizing that NBC, the network, would not allow, their broadcast standards would not allow the use, 
you know, the showing of hypodermic syringes to inject drugs into, into patients. We would laugh at that now, but that's how it was back in 65, 66. And so they came up with a hypospray, but they didn't invent it. They didn't develop it themselves. They took it from real life. To continue in the Star Trek universe, the hypospray was developed by the mid 22nd century as it, it is, as it is featured in Star Trek Enterprise. So then going to, of course, flocks in Star Trek Enterprise with, with uh, Captain Archer. Uh, many people, such as Dr. Crusher in Next Generation and the Doctor in Star Trek Voyager, are seen to use it. And of course, <clears throat> excuse me, Dr. Bashir in Deep Space Nine. The real jet injector is usually applied at the top of the arm, but the fictional hyperspray is sometimes applied on the neck. Presumably, when used in the neck, it delivers the medication intravenously or intra-arterially through the arteries. And when used on the arm, it delivers intramuscularly. The hyperspray can also be applied through clothing. Now that's some trick. I mean, obviously you could stick someone with a needle too through their uh, through their top, but the hyperspray is very um, usually you would never do that. A doctor, a responsible uh, physician, medical uh, professional wouldn't do it. So, but with the hyperspray, you can. The hyperspray is extremely versatile as the medicine vials can be quickly swapped out from the bottom of the hyperspray as the hyperspray is bloodless. It is not contaminated by use. This allows it to be used on many people until the supply of medicine runs out. But again, what is it really? And we have to go to the device that they based the hypospray on, called a jet injector. This is the wiki. It's a type of medical injecting syringe used by used for a method of drug delivery known as jet injection, in which a narrow high-pressure stream of liquid penetrates the outermost layer of the skin. The jet stream is usually generated by the pressure of a piston in an enclosed liquid-filled chamber. Jet injectors were used. They were used for mass vaccination and as an alternative to needle syringes for diabetics to inject their insulin. However, the WHO, the World Health Organization, no longer recommends jet injectors for vaccination due to risks of disease transmission. Similar devices are used in other industries to inject grease or other fluid. And again, of course, in the real world, even they say the term hypospray, although better known within science fiction, originates from an actual jet injector known as the hypospray and has been cited within several scientific articles. So... At one time in the real world, in 1959, the hypospray jet injector used in typhus vaccination at a U.S. military base. And that's in 1959. But as way back as the 19th century, workmen in France had accidental jet injections with high-powered grease guns. Um, And then in 1866... So 100 years before the first episode of of Star Trek, uh, the first season, Jules-Auguste Beclade presented Dr. Jean-Salle-Giron's invention. It was called the Apparel pour l'Acupuncture to to the l'Académie Impériale de Médecine in Paris. My French is still pretty good. This is the earliest documented jet injector to administer water or medicine under enough pressure to penetrate the skin without the use of a needle. So we're talking about a healthy hundred years ago, 
when the first sort of hypo spray was produced and invented. Um, and then again in, uh, oh, yeah, no, in, 40, in 1947, Lockhart's jet injector, known as the hypo spray, was introduced for clinical evaluation by Dr. Robert Higson and Dr. James Hughes. So um, about 19 years before the, an actual hypo spray called that and worked much like Bones's uh, hypo spray. And of course, they mention good old Star Trek, uh, September 1966, the start of Star Trek for season series starts to use its own jet injector device under the name Hypospray. So it's fascinating to think that, you know, something where many people watching the show, and for years, I always thought too, it was an invention of Roddenberry or the writing staff, but it was a real world device taken in under the Star Trek uh, banner, so to speak. And as I said, um, it has become really a very important uh, prop and an important plot device for, you know, how many, uh, how many uh, episodes? You know, anytime Crusher need, needed to, you know, cure someone or bones or, or, or what have you, they, they did so. With the hypospray, certainly, you know, it came in uh, came in handy. Uh, the um, the clip, the audio clip I played in the beginning, that's a compilation of Next Gen and and Picard and all these scenes of people getting hyposprayed. And this is really cool for your col you collectors out there. The uh, company Factory Entertainment debuts Star Trek: The Next Gen medical prop replica set. With electronic hypo spray and hand scanner, this is really cool looking. I think it goes for like four hundred bucks, but but if you have the scratch and are a big time collector, it looks great. Exact replicas. It has working lights. Well, the hand scanner does, and it, it comes with three colored vials, liquid vials, which I guess you put in the hypo spray and it sort of works and it makes the sound. And then you have a hand scanner. This is contained in a display case with Starfleet issue plaque, the next-gen era hypospray based upon the 24th century design and alternative to syringes is a die-cast metal prop replica. The bodies of each replica is metal with some components of plastic or acrylic. With built-in battery-powered electronics to replicate the well-known hiss sound effect when injecting medication. It features two buttons, which each which triggers a different sound effect and interchangeable medical vials which will be held in the replica's handle with magnets. Um, it says, Factory Entertainment's listing also notes that the eventual product may come with user-fillable vials, but that's still only a possibility that has not yet been finalized. So, you know, basically, you know, you might be able to put your own liquid, maybe uh, some booze, maybe a brandy, or maybe... Tea, Earl Grey, hot. Inject some of that. Picard could take it in quickly and not uh, not drink it. Just hypo spray it in. Get some ca a caffeine rush. That's our show for tonight. I'm telling you, I that that factory entertainment prop is pretty cool. It's pretty pricey, but it's pretty neat because I've always loved the hypo spray. Want to thank you for listening, guys. Hope you're subscribing. If not, take a look at the uh, page. You can have a subscribe button right there. You can do the freebie subscription or the paid people for $4.99. You get some exclusives with the paid people. Either or, we'd love to hear from you. Subscribe and give us some feedback. 
and live long and prosper. We'll see you soon.